Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. You straight up cuckooed that dude, bro. Oh my God. You've got all your Charger gear on because you're feeling fresh as hell. Well, you guys better enjoy it. The fans loved it. You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move and throws and touchdown. Do this is together. Players, coaches, staff, fans, together, we can create something truly special. Stay tuned for some good content. <laughs> well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Charger Chat. I'm your co-host, Wooldog, sitting with my buddies, Kev Huggin' Duggin. I missed you guys, and it hasn't been very long, but I've missed you. It, it is. It's long enough, buddy, to, yeah, it's long to, enough. to long miss enough. somebody. And let's not forget Kyle the Coach Duggan. Hi, guys. Hello, dear. So, all right, gang. Well, there is plenty to talk about this episode. We've got a very special fan focus and a Bolt Insight lined up for you. And there's still moving and shaking going on as we expected. Uh, but we want to start this off with... Uh, the. This was weird. This dropped. I, I saw this posted on the on the Reddit, on the subreddit for the Chargers, and I followed the tweet and I sent it to you guys. I was like, is this real? I it seems like it kind of is. Looks I pretty don't know. real to me. All right. So I should probably just to cite my source here. This comes from uh Bolt Up, aka at uh Ring Season Bolt Up. Uh tweeted out a screenshot of a chat with Kaiser White on Instagram and uh, they asked Kaiser White, still waiting. Kaiser White said, yes, sir. Chargers not bringing me back, though. And this person said, damn, that's tough. You getting some interest from other teams, though? And he said, yeah, a few teams. Just waiting now. I'll let you know. So overhaul this is a full overhaul a full-on overhaul which if is it, just if this is true if this you know. is true exactly yeah we don't know if this is true or not uh we which, might get blindsided tomorrow with like kaiser white since five years with chargers something like I that i don't know <laughs> man if they're already tendering kind of backup guys before they take care of what should be a pretty big contract 
Mm-hmm. I, d- I don't think the, the future is with the Chargers for Kaiser White, no. unfortunately. I, it doesn't I really seem like that them, way. It's a little but, surprised by that, honestly, if that no. happens. Like, they're really going in a different direction. Well, and that's, I think that's what's so surprising is he was so productive last year. He right. had the most tackles on the team. Um, and he played every single game, played every single game. Yeah. No yeah could stay healthy. Yeah. Yeah. So it is really surprising to see. Um, especially since we have like, there, there are guys on the line that we can expect to not see back next season because we've picked those positions up. Like we're, we're picking guys up in those positions, but right. We haven't really picked up any like Kaiser replacements yet. So no, it yet. is kind of surprising to to see that. We were all hoping that we would be able to get him back, especially on something maybe not too pricey. But if this is to be believed, Kaiser White saying that uh he's not coming back. So we'll keep an eye on the on the news and see if he does sign somewhere. And as soon as he does, we'll be sure to talk about it on the chat. Uh, but some pickups that we did have, uh, the Chargers gave Gerald Everett a two-year, $12 million deal worth up to 13.5 mil, uh, $8 million fully guaranteed. He is a tight end out of the Seattle area, and that came from Ian Rappaport. So that's uh, this is a, a step to the side, but up a little bit. It's a side-up step. Yeah, we're not... Yeah. It's not a rocket to the stars. It's no. uh, it's the Jared. <laughs> it's Cook a little escalator. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's younger, and I think there's a little bit more of a ceiling there. I think Jared mm-hmm. Cook was at the time of his career when we got him, he was what he was, and it wasn't going to change. Right. Yeah. Um, I think Gerald Everett is he's still a younger guy, mm-hmm. and it's not a long. It's a two year deal, so it's not like we're investing a long. I think it's kind of a prove it deal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come in, play with one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and prove that you can do it. Last year, he had a good season. He didn't even have rust most of the time. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I'm excited about it. It's all we can be now. Like, I mean, what am I going to do? Moan and complain about it? There's nothing we can change. So, <laughs> no, right. let's go all in on the Everett train. It right. feels like, a, this feels like a, you know, a slight upgrade. This feels yeah. good. Like, and and he definitely, I, I think they, there was another stat where Cook, in terms of like broken tackles, Cook didn't break any tackles. And mm-hmm. this guy was breaking tackles all over the place. They posted some highlights of him playing and, that's it's a different kind of energy at, at tight end. It's definitely it, yeah. it's quicker. It feels quicker. So um, hopefully he's just like a you know a diamond in the rough, and we can expose the gym. Right. Yes. Having a having a quarterback like Justin Herbert might really bring out the best in him. Um, as a comparison, uh, Chargers course put out a tweet here. The comparisons between Jared Cook and Gerald Everett. Cook was thirty four. Uh, is thirty four? I should say Gerald Everett is twenty seven. Uh, Cook's drop percentage is 7.2. Gerald's is 4.8. So a little bit improvement. Little I, I don't like yeah. those. I want that zero, but I'll take it. That's right. an improvement. Zero is un, un, that's not doable. <laughs> <laughs> um, yards per target. Cook was averaging 6.8. Everett's averaging 7.6. Better, a little, better, little better, 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 closer, warmer, warmer. Um, touchdowns. They tied it up at four each and catch percentage cook at uh 57.8 everett 76.2 so yeah and you got to keep in mind as well the kind of offense that gerald everett was playing in versus jared cook right we're in right, aired yeah. out throw the ball a lot throw for 300 plus yards a game where mm-hmm. the seahawks they have no intention of doing that unless they're forced to mm, yeah. they want to run the ball 30 times a game and play action 
and take a couple deep shots. So yeah. that's um, why DK Metcalf wasn't good for me last year on my fantasy football <laughs> yes, team. Yeah, All right, yes. good to know. Seattle right. isn't, isn't a big, big, heavy, throw the ball, throw the rock around type of offense. So gotcha. they're not um, anymore. I, I <laughs> yeah, would, really not, not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would anticipate those numbers going up quite significantly yeah. um, in his first year with the Chargers. All right. Something to look but forward the to. Ca- the catch percentage to me is the most exciting, right? Cook oh, yeah. Caught only half of his balls, 57%, and Everett's at 76 So. He mm-hmm. goes up and gets balls. Even if, when he's targeted, he's going to try to catch it. Yeah. But, and he's I, not going to not look towards the quarterback from the ball. So. <laughs> yeah, right. Stop running routes and just yeah. kind of give up. Yeah. That's Shrug my shoulders, anymore. walk off to the side. Yeah. Yeah. We shouldn't see that from Gerald Everett. So that's a nice pickup. And then uh, we saw that Chargers have signed punter J.K. Scott, who has spent 2018 to 20 with the Packers and played one game for the Jaguars last season, a former fifth round pick. Uh, in his last season in Green Bay, Scott Poise, or posted a 45.5-yard gross punting average, good for the second-best mark in a single season in team history with a minimum of 35 punts. As a rookie, he became the first punter in Packers history to register a punt of at least 58 yards in each of his first three NFL games. The Alabama product played in four postseason games for the Packers, punting 13 times and averaging 43.6 yards per punt that all comes from Daniel Popper. Smoke screen. Smoke screen. Yeah. Ariaza. So? Ariaza. We just a, got this guy for competition. Arisa. That's it. Arazus. What did I say? Ariaza. Ariaza. Punter everyone's talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. This is cool. Yeah, we needed one. I'm it's I, he's probably cheaper than than long. So that's kind of why that happened. And you got to have one on the roster. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean, it, I can't imagine there's any guaranteed money. So if, if there's a better opportunity to come up, that might happen. So we'll, we'll see. We, mm-hmm. But at least we have a punter now. Uh, there's a special teams unit we can actually go out on the field with. Yeah. So yeah, we, we've kept the, and, the kicker and got a new long snapper. And now yeah. we got a new punter. So we also, we took two punters into camp last year too. I remember we did, going yeah. to the fan fest. We did. And, they were there was two guys out there. Was, what was it? Wasn't it one of your kids' names, Kev Lachlan? Yeah, wasn't that Lachlan, one of the punters? Yeah, Lachlan yeah, Lachlan. Yeah. yeah, Lachlan Edwards. Um, yeah, yeah. And so who knows? You, this guy was a draft. I don't. Know, I I didn't know he was cut by the Packers. I remember him having a big leg. He played for Alabama, so he played in national championships and stuff. So I don't know. Yeah. Good, interesting. Good, good competition. At the end at of the, the day, least, yeah, he got punter. signed by the Chargers, so he's going to punt like 12, 13 times this year. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, shouldn't see the field too often. Um, and then we didn't, I don't think we really touched on this in the last episode, but, uh, the chargers ended up converting $13.5 million of Khalil Max uh, 2022 pay into a signing bonus, creating $9 million in cap space. So smoke mirrors, smoke uh, and mirrors, just, just making more room. Yeah. Just trying to clear up some space and, uh, I think the last I saw, I mean, we've had a lot of moving and shaking with the tight end and the long snapper and everything like that. But I want to say the last Dan Popper spreadsheet I saw had us at about 15 mil in available available expenditure. So still, players there. still some moves to be made, especially if we don't bring Kaiser White back. I'm really curious to see what they end up doing. There's, I feel like you're going to have to go find a linebacker it's in free agency. You can't just rely on yeah. you know, draft Yeah, But that's the thing, though, is... On our roster right now, you have a first-round draft pick in Kenneth Murray, Andrew Tranquil, that that should, in looking at your roster, that should be your one-two guys inside. Right. They must um, really like Neiman. They must really think highly of him. There's Neiman, Ogbong, Mamiga. Yeah. Ogbong, yeah. So, they both got a lot of playing time last year, so there's yeah. not, like, maybe there's not as dire of a need. 
again, like we're going to talk about it here in a minute, but Telesco went on and had an interview and he talked about how like the free agency doesn't end this week. You know, it goes all the way through April. Absolutely. So, yeah, we'll, we'll have to wait and see what all moves. I mean, there's still, there's still a couple of, wouldn't say glaring holes. There's not like, holy shit, we got to fill this hole, but there's some, you'd like to see some better players in some of those positions. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like right now we're moving on to those depth pieces that are, what make you from a good team to a great team because these guys are going to get hurt no matter what. Cleo Mack will probably yeah. miss a game. You know, like Joey Bosa might miss. Hey, 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 we hey, have hey. to have guys that can step up. Hey, 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 hey whoa, hey, hey. whoa, pump the brakes. Hey, um, yes, uh, as Kyle mentioned, Teleska was on Pat McAfee. And if you guys haven't checked it out, please do go check to Pat McAfee's YouTube page. He's got you know, the whole interview there. Like and a 30 it, minute Tom Telesco interview. And it's honestly cool. a really good watch because you get to look at a side of Tom Telesco that he doesn't like completely let his guard down and tell like every secret of his general manager. He looks but comfortable. He looks comfortable and he does give some pretty interesting insights. And one of those uh, was him saying this trade, it worked for us and it worked for them. He was talking about Khalil Mack. Uh, we won't know till way down the line who won the trade. All I care about is about the player that we got. I don't really worry about what we gave up. What's nice about that move is we are trading for a player. Our head coach worked with him for a full year, so he knows him not only as a player, he knows him as a teammate, how he's going to fit in the locker room, uh, how he's going to fit in the scheme. And it's the same scheme, so that's very helpful. So when you make this move, you feel better about it, uh, more comfortable with it because our head coach worked with this player. In our business, uh, we are moving on to the next move. I walk down the hallway to Brandon's office and I say, hey, we got him. I gave him a fist bump. Uh, He looked at me and said, we got who? I said, we got Khalil. It's all set. I gave him a fist bump and I walked out. I moved on to the next move. He was a little more excited, I think. (laughs) That's crazy. You just like walk into your head coach's office. We got Khalil Mack. (laughs) But no, the fact that he said who? Who did yeah, we get? Who did we get? What? Yeah. Like the, 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 you're trying to get a million people. Which one hit? Yeah. Which one did we get? Right. Yeah. The number one guy that you targeted. Yeah. That's incredible. Well, yeah. And that was before free agency even started. So that was just a trade right. coming out of coming out of the gate. Right. And that's what on he said. Hop. He was like, "This wasn't necessarily even something on our radar. It just kind of popped up, and then everything happened so quickly that they were just like, we got to get you. It's Khalil Mack. We got to get this guy.' So, um, I, I thought that was really interesting, and um. I mean, you got to imagine Staley was pretty excited because if you've been watching the Chargers social media, they put out the yeah, video the of Staley yeah, saying funny. Khalil's name like 16 times or something like that. He said it like yeah. three times in his opening press conference too, right. which was like, I didn't Khalil realize Mack. he right. that. This guy that's not Khalil on the Mack. team, I coach Khalil Mack. Yeah, Khalil yeah. Mack, Khalil Mack, Khalil Mack, Khalil Mack, Khalil Mack, Khalil Mack. <laughs> Take yeah. a shot every time I, take, I say Khalil Mack. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, so yeah, you got to imagine Staley was over the moon about it. Um, and then, uh, they sat down with Khalil Mack as well. Um, Khalil said on his initial reaction to reuniting with head coach, Brandon Staley, uh, I was in the room with my fiance and my son, uh, agent, uh, Joel Segal called, I think we were watching the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, which was kind of a strange coincidence. It was weird, uh, to hear, but understanding of the team and the coach and having a relationship with coach Staley and knowing his mindset and his passion for the game. It kind of went from bittersweet to excited, knowing who I'm dealing with and the type of man that he is, uh, first and foremost, and how much he truly loves the game of football. You can feel that whenever you speak to him, not just understanding the football aspect, but the man and the relationship that we have 
And what we were able to do while we were together, I got excited. Yeah. So awesome. Which is very awesome. And you can see it immediately. Again, if you watch the Chargers social media, when he was coming to uh, the office to meet with Brandon Staley, sign the contract, all that kind of stuff. He's saying hi to every single person and asking them what their name is. Like, hi. Hey, what's I your did name? see that. Wait, I was kind of getting, I was kind of getting like Justin Herbert vibes from Cleo Mack. Well, I, well, I think he, that was something he picked up from Staley because that's what Staley's been doing. And I think that's part of that culture. Staley's not necessarily having to reteach that to Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack's bringing that already primed and ready to yeah. go. It's like a very good kind of virus to spread around the team. Yeah. Like, there's just energy and positivity and like, being a good guy. So this is yeah. awesome. Yeah. And it, it also really gives cool you a glimpse see. into being like as Charger fans, obviously when we saw that trade, we were all, me and Kevin were jumping up and down, hugging, yeah. crying. Um, <laughs> but this guy, like he was invested in Chicago. He, they traded and right. they gave up a lot to get him. So he felt, he probably felt a lo- really much at home and he was still under contract for like three, three more years. So right. it may have come to him as a bit of a shock and, it's nice that he was still excited about the fact because he got to reunite with Staley. Right. It's yeah. It's the like blow of, if he could have gone to anywhere to with any coach, Staley would have been the guy. Good I imagine for him. Um, yeah. If he if you watch the video of him sitting down with Haley Elwood, he talks about like you know Chicago, like that's where his son was born, and he's already kind of like made connections with that town. So yeah, it. I can imagine it would kind of hurt to to be surprised that like, hey, we're shipping you off, but I mean, come on, man, Staley. Ship Staley, me off dude. to Cali. Oh. <laughs> um, let's see. He also talked about uh, joining a defensive unit that features Joey Bosa and Derwin James Jr. Uh, when you talk about Joey Bosa, Derwin James, JC Jackson, Asante Samuel Jr., and all these different intangibles, and these guys are very explosive players and explosive playmakers, I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, that's the easy part to talk about it, but I'm an action guy. That's what I'm looking forward to, putting in the work and winning ball games ultimately. You know what was kind of crazy? Action like the, the initial reaction from, and I think I heard it in multiple interviews from him. This he kept bringing up Asante Samuel, and I'm like, he's a he's a rookie that Rook. yeah. missed like four games with concussion stuff, mm-hmm. and he's still being talked about by Cleo Mack. Like, oh yeah, he's thought of pretty highly, and maybe that's because of Derwin. That's what that's like kind of what he's selling. Mm, yeah, but. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool that Asante. I know some people, some fans that I've talked to, just casually aren't super high on Asante for whatever reason. Really, they, really, why? Yeah, I, I don't know. Just, I mean, obviously he got hurt twice making tackles. Right, that's we just haven't good. had a chance to yeah. see yeah. as yeah. much of him. But man, I mean, those first couple of games, he was just making such an impact on the team. That but there, there is like, a, I guess the one worry that I do remember hearing was that he's kind of a a little bit of a liability because he's just wanting to make the big play all the time. A little on the reckless side. Yeah, a little bit reckless. And that's and obviously with limited tape um, and him getting hurt twice, there's just kind of a little bit of a taste in some people's mouth probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to hear Cleo Mack even know his name is... It's pretty cool. It says a lot. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, and one last quote here from Khalil Mack on Staley taking input from players and implementing that input. Uh, I feel like we talked a lot of ball, which is why I can say I know who he is as a person and as a coach. He definitely listened. I feel like it was a mix of him and former Bears defensive coordinator Vic uh, Fangio. At the time, uh, they listened to the input of the players and understood what positions to put them in and how to make them their best self throughout the game. I feel like that's key. I feel like he had trust. He had to trust in me 
as well uh, to listen. I think that might be why uh, he has been the way that he has been as far as listening to the player's input, which is a good thing. And we've seen that, you know, that Staley does. He reaches out and yeah. makes sure that those lines of communication are open and creates that honesty amongst players. So that way it's like, I don't know if there's something kind of special to that yet. And I don't know how many other coaches do that, but we've, it just, it, a light's been shined on it with this coach. He's his right. own breed. I think he's a very unique right. coach in the National Football League for sure. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, if you want to go to a unique website, you can go on over to chargechat.com <laughs> and check out some of the sweet merch that we have over there. We've got stickers and hoodies and shirts, and we've got a member section where you can chat it up with other Charge Chatteteers and uh, ask questions and ask bold fam. So go check it out, chargechat.com. All right, gang. Well, now it's time to go on to the next segment. It is Bolt Insight, and I think we've got a familiar face. Hey, Tony! Hey, Tony! <laughs> as soon as that clock starts, your ass is mine. When I met Justin Herbert, man, that dude is big as hell. You know, the goal is to just keep it rolling. Well, come in hype, because we have a lot of things to be excited about. All right, guys, we are back with another Bolt Insight, and you called for it. You asked for it. You wanted more Anthony from Brooklyn, and we have Anthony from Brooklyn back to chat with us. What's going on, Anthony? How are you? Thank you very much for being here. It's an honor. And to all the Charger fans out there like myself, you'll remember it's always about where you are and where we were as a team. And that the, and when we win a Super Bowl, we're not, we don't win it just for the, us here. We win it for all the people that might not even been around anymore. Yeah. And bring that karma back and, and you, you just feel it and you and you make it be part of you because that's everybody's there. And I, I feel myself when I win it, it's not going to be that year, but it's going to be my whole yeah. life feeling that moment. And I'm sure every Charger fan is going to bring every bit of pain that we had to watch from 2006, from 1980, from the early 60s. Any bit of pain will be encompassed when. That young man holds that Lombardi trophy it. up in I the air. I love it. I love it. You're getting me pumped up. So every everybody has done that. But us. we're going to. It's going to happen. And I, I, we want to. Yeah. We're excited to have you back because a lot of people are like, "Man, you got to get Anthony back on because your energy, your positivity, the, the insight you have is so fantastic." So I thought it'd be fun to bring you back on because the Chargers just did something we haven't really done in the past. We kind of went after these big name free agency guys like Khalil Mack, JC Jackson, like some of these guys like Sebastian Day, like some of these guys that we don't do this. So I wanted to get your perspective on what what it's been like in the past for you and how the Chargers have treated free agency and what you remember and what what, you know, your your thoughts on that. So I, I want to answer the second part first, in the sense that w when a kid, when you there were a couple of games you played, and if there was a mistake, it was called a hand do a do over. Yeah. You got to do over something. The ball hit this, and it was a do over. So I see this moment as Tom Telesco said, "I'll take the guy that Miami doesn't want." And to me, that when we, in year three. That moment, he can't deny it because he took the guy Miami didn't want. Now, did he get lucky? Yeah. Did we get lucky? Yes, yeah. So now he now he knows. They know what they have. They know that they put a dollar chip in the machine and it came down jackpot. Yeah. 
and they're going to make sure. So that's why they're going out of their way. The Raiders always had big players signing and this and that. We always stood. But now there is there is a window. There is a road there that is free of, of, of potholes. You need a car that's going to be able to make the distance. He's putting together the team now because they know this is their moment. It's our moment as fans, and every fan knows that it's in their it's in their ballpark. Unless I unless I could go sign a guy, or you could go sign a guy, or somebody else. It's it's them to make this happen for us, and I, and I think that they saw that. You know, whether they admitted to themselves or not, because if if they knew what Jay, uh, Justin Herbert was, then I trade up to sure. get him. Trade up to get him. So, look at. Yeah, so all the other mistakes we look look at the year well, when you talk about it in the past when Bobby Bettin at number five he takes Junior Seau that was the beginning of of the comeback yeah. for us right three years after that we have the third pick in the draft Eli Manning uh, Peyton Manning's going to be number one the St Louis Cardinals I think or Arizona Cardinals they have the number two pick. We have the number three. He traded to go up one spot to take Ryan Leaf. And we didn't just move up and flip number ones. We gave up a Metcalf and we gave up some picks. When Ryan Leaf became uh, our QB because they moved up to get him and we lost all those picks, he won his first four. He won the first four exhibition games. Everybody thought what we had. We got a guy. and, And yet it just turned out to be... A failure, and 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 then even the coaching after lease, we couldn't get the right coaches in there. It was always a problem having the right coach to go with the team to make it all. It's as if they didn't have a plan. It's sad to say, but the organization didn't have a plan from a certain point. They had a good plan in the early nineties that Bobby Ross put together a, a blue collar team, you know, the go to work kind of team. Guys didn't really know superstars. And they made it to the show. And and things got passed in between. And and, and I, I just felt that they were just missing something. They were just missing something. They weren't on the right page of what, you know, when you have a loyal fan base, you have an obligation yeah. to do the right thing for that loyal fan base. When George Steinbrenner was alive, he made sure, as a, a New Yorker and a Yankee fan, George Steinbrenner made sure that the Yankee organization was what it was in its heyday. He bought that team for $10 million and they laughed at him. And he he built it back up. Kind of where and, we are right now in the moment, a little bit, a little bit of that. Yeah. And so I, I, I said it the last time, Spanos has, this is his moment. You know, you, you lose a Super Bowl game because of a, a bad call, something like that. But you got to to get into that game. You got to put the g- ingredients together. You got to make that dish. You got to give the carpenter the tools that he needs to build that thing that you want. And I think Telesco realizes this now because everybody's going to want to win it. Denver put together. We didn't give up as much as like Denver gave up or uh, Kansas City still has or what Oakland gave up. We have something that. Every Charger fan knows that. Give him the opportunity. Give him the players around him and beat us. If you can beat us fair and square, you beat us fair and square. I, I, I think nobody, uh, no fan, 
goes on, looks looks at their team and says, you know, uh, we're going to lose or we're going to win because we deserve to win, and we're going to lose because we didn't. They played yeah. better, right? No excuses. No, our roster's not strong enough. None of that this year. We're we're building it to let's mono a mono. Yeah. And 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 you know now we got to get to that right right tackle. Yep. You know that that right side can't be done by players. You might think it. You got to have the meat there. You got to make that right that offensive line worthy of the man that's standing Absolutely. behind that. You know, Dan Fowles had a great offensive line, and Rivers in the beginning had a great offensive line, and it paid off. This young boy, we lucked out last year. We got a great left tackle. We made the trade for the center and the left guard, seasoned veteran people. Now we got to make, hopefully, the right guard comes back, put the right tackle. We need to put together a line because we're going up against great defenses now. They they see what we're doing. They're building it around it. And I wanted to to get your input on the, like, you know, the past. Like, have you seen – something like this before or we're not usually the front runners like setting the tone for the afc west or anything with acquisition acquisitions what what are your what do you think of that like what we're doing right now well in the in, you know in 75 louis kelcher fred dean and gary big hands johnson's and billy shields all were in that same drift wow. so that, then and and uh fred dean made it to the hall of fame that was the that was a great defensive line we had there, but the and then we got Gilbert a couple of years later, but you know that, that they were drafting then the guys that we, they needed, they they knew how to get those guys and and then we just you you don't really feel it as much as any other sports as football that the draft really tells you what you are as a team and not whether you're you're trading up or trading down. Or picking somebody off that, that got cut somewhere else, that's the mark of a team doing its research and having people out there that are looking. One of the things they always said the Chargers have this longest run of having free agent guys make the team. And it goes back to Gates. I mean, they found the Antonio Gates, like, you know, they will, so they're, they're going to the bargain basement and trying to find a rough yeah. there, right? A diamond in the rough. And They've been lucky to get these guys that are coming out of, but you can't always look for, you know, you still got to look for the thoroughbred that's out there. You spend the money, get the thoroughbred, and you get the secretariat, and you make it happen. We got secretariat. Yeah, we got two coming off the edge. Yes. And we got secretariat in the the quarterback position. So the, the, the charges today, I think, know that it's their moment just as much as anybody else's, but they're in control because we go on the field. Uh, maybe the Baltimore game was the only game we really lost last year where they yeah. beat us. I thought that was the worst game they played all year. But other than that, all the other games, even the games that oh, towards the end of the year, like those, the, the game to Houston, and and is that because the, with COVID, you know, COVID, a lot of guys out over there, those are the games that, you would never would have lost. And yet we lost those games, and that's why we didn't get that last spot. Even the last game of the year, you know, it was on YouTube again, and I watched it. And I watched it just to watch Herbert take the field, the team down the field twice. 
and make these throws on fourth down. And to all the fans out there, you had to hear what I heard because you you always listen to the peers. You don't listen to the announcer who just is in a boot because he's got a good way of, of expressing the words and, and telling the fans. You want to hear from the people who played the yeah. game, who, who can understand the feeling on the field. Now, Chris Collinsworth, when I, I was listening to him in, in the last game over, how he's describing what he's seeing in Herbert, he, he's never seen the, the way of going, look at his one, two, three, four, and then the fifth look is where he hits Eckler in the corner of the left corner of the end zone for that touchdown. Or then when he hits um, Mike, Mike Williams with a dot, with a dot. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And so, but if, you know, when you're a Charger fan, I don't care where it is. When you're watching something now, it's you. It's like you're going back. You're watching everything that didn't happen before happen at the same time. The moments that happen because that and it's all going to come to pass when we win that Super Bowl. Put the right guys with this kid, and they have to beat us. They have to beat us, and if they have to beat us, they have a better team. As long as the referees don't uh, screw us like they have in the past, we got to get some luck. We got. We got the players. We need a little luck. We need a little bit of that little thing. The ball needs to start bouncing our way a little more. We need to get those things. So, like, what what do you see? We have the the in, you know the infantry. We have the players. We have this team that's coming together really nicely. I'm sure they'll figure out that offensive line. What do you? What do we need to really make this a special season next year? Sometimes I think you need a person that's been there. You know, when I worked as a carpenter and I did a, a different aspect of my trade, there was always somebody there that did it before. And you could reach out to that guy and he could give you, okay, this is what you're going to look for here when you hang these walls here. This is what you're going to do here. We need somebody in that room that can show the ring. The ring will speak for itself. I know how, I know how I got that ring. We worked hard as a team. No one. In football, you don't win individually; you win as a team, Absolutely. and that's what we need. We something we need a player that's been around that, and this will lead us on. And um, I'm hoping that there's enough enthusiasm in that room, and enough understanding of what it takes to get to that point. That when you get to that point and you and you're in that game, you're not losing because you don't care. You're not losing because uh, you know I'll wait till next year. I got my contract. No, we don't want those players. We want the players that want to win that trophy like they're little kids winning in their street corners in their backyard. That's the mentality I want. That's the players that win that because I watched Coach in Little League. And you watch them, you you watch them win. Even when they lose, you watch them play their best. There's gratification in that. And I think that's what we need. And I think we have to, we have some players in there now that understand that it takes everybody to win. And when they go on that field, I do not think the LA Chargers are intimidated by anybody in this league. And sometimes the referees, you know, they have to they have to do it the right way too. You know, we, we've gotten beat over the years in some calls that and still to this day, say, wow, they called that against us, but it didn't go the other way. And I'm sure there are other fans out there that feel the same way I do. So. 
we we go. I look at Dan Faust. The picture of Dan Faust behind you over there, and I I just he you know, he wasn't mobile. He wasn't mobile. Here's the ball. Here's my arm. This is where my receiver's gonna be. I'm gonna get the ball there. If you get the ball in front of me, you get it from me. Fine. I'll be back the next time. That's the will that we needed. That he wasn't afraid to throw a pick. A throwing a pick, he would say it's like a punt. Yeah. He threw a big 50 yard. Okay, you got the you got the ball back there. We'll get it back. I think they scored too fast. That was their problem. They scored too fast. And then they give the descent a chance to, to rest. And that's what we got to stretch that field. Uh, running back. You know, I think we could use another running back behind Eckler. Somebody that's a little opposite the way he runs, longer legs and and making those bursts and, and getting yards. Where it's in the draft, or there's still free agents out there. I don't. I don't know. I I go by more when I follow the the guys that are younger than me on on Twitter that really know the plays that are out there that are that'll work. Like I read on with somebody said about this guy we guys are tight end today. They said he's like a younger cook, younger version of cook. Which is, hey, the coach knows him. The coach knows him. He understands what the coach watches with Khalil Mack. That's that's to me. That's like you know. Now you have Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa as bookends, right? They they could sign another guy too. They still have the room. Yeah, it's it's exciting. And then you know, let's let's wrap it up with this. Just kind of want to give you an opportunity. You know, get get the people listening pumped up because your motivational like charger just getting us ready. Well, just give us a little something something to go out on. So. For me, I look at the charges, I don't gamble. So I always had that ability to be totally pure. I just root for my team to win. If they lose, they lose. I'm not happy. <laughs> I don't eat when they lose. If they, I, I would be 50 pounds. Right? But uh, I, I just go with the moment of you got to, you always got to take the energy of what you love. You look at all the teams that, hey, the Chicago White Sox. Won a World Series. The Boston Red Sox have won four since, or three or four since since they broke you know the beat the Yankees, yeah. broke the curse. So for the fans out there, you have to you have to will it. You have to bring that love for your team and go out there and watch the game and and you and you you call the game the way you see it to yourself and and you you let the whether it's on Twitter. Or, or emails, you let your teams know that you're watching them. Yeah. Your ownership knows that they're watching. If they're not being watched by the fans, then they don't care. But I think everybody understands now that the way the NFL is played, wide open football, they want the points on the board, you want a strong defense. If you got the players, we have the right stadium to play in. So so let me give you one last thing about the luck, yeah. right? That year, 1980, the starting quarterback for the Raiders was Dan Pistorini. The Chargers defensive line that they had demolished and broke his leg. Who comes off the bench? This guy, this number one pick that wasn't playing, got cut by another team. Al Davis picked up Jim Plunkett. Came off the bench. Championship game. Third play of the game, he throws a pass. It goes off the running uh, running back's hands. 
and goes into Raymond Chester's hands, goes down the field for a touchdown. That year, that rule was changed. That rule was changed where if it went from one offensive player without touching a defensive player to back to another offensive player, it was good. And when did who does it happen to? It happens to the Chargers. It happens to the Chargers. So it's like sometimes the luck doesn't c- catch up with you, but you you got to build up all those bad lucks in you to one day cash them all in for one good luck. To all the Charger fans out there, I follow you, I read you, and you give me inspiration because I learn a lot from the younger fans that are out there. I give them the yesterday, and they give me the Love today. It. And that's how everything works. Well, let's keep it rolling, man. Let's definitely talk again. Thank you so much again, Anthony. I'll watch you this week. God bless. And everybody, go Chargers. Tony, what a great sentiment, man. So good. Yeah. Luck, dude. Just cash in some of these bad luck chips. Cash in some bad luck. Get one of those (laughs) big-ass luck chips. Tony all in, dude. I'll go all in right now. Tony will give us yesterday. We'll give them today. I love it. I that is a good quote. It's a great sentiment, Tony. Thank you. Thank you for coming on and chatting with Kev. Always a pleasure having you on, man. I, we just we, when we're listening to this, I'm just grinning from ear to ear, man, because you just bring such a uh, a life to the past. Like yeah. you bring such clear memories and and, and just ah, it's just so much fun to listen to, dude. Love having you on. Thanks, um, Tony. Thank you, Tony. Um, all right, well now it's time to go on to fan focus, and I I I did not know that this guy was sitting in my backyard. Yeah. Nobody told me this. Boise, Nobody, Idaho. <laughs> Freaking Tyler Dub in Boise, Idaho. What do you do? Where you been all my life? Well, let's see where he is. He's fan focused. Let's go. Let's go. All right, guys. We're back with another fan focus. We got a special one this week. We have Tyler from Idaho. What is going on, Tyler? Uh, not much. How are you? I'm good, man. Super pumped to have you. Um, you you did something very special recently, and we will get to that. But before that, before that, we want to find out. How did you become a Charger fan? Uh, I My aunt, she lived in the southern Los Angeles area. And I guess it's just like I've been got like every year of my life. It seems like I've been to L.A. just occasionally. So I always felt like my team was going to be from there. Like uh, my dad is from Wisconsin. So he's a Packers fan. Obviously, I didn't really want to go his route. I wanted yeah. to go my own way, you know? Sure. That's awesome. Yeah. So, So how long have you been following the team? Uh, I've been following the team since I was like, since 2015, 2016-ish. Gotcha. Yeah, so it's an exciting time, man. There's a lot of exciting things happening. And a couple years ago, we drafted a very exciting quarterback. And you very recently flew out and got to meet the one and only Justin Herbert. So, dude, we want to know, what was that like? Walk us through what happened. All right. So I, um, I don't know, as my make a wish, it was to meet him uh, eventually. And then I was just told like, okay, you're going to catch football from him. You're going to spend, you're going to spend some time with him. I didn't know how much. And then make a wish kind of just got me, got me to the Chargers practice facility. And then we got a tour. And then first I, I didn't even expect this, but we, I got to meet Tom Telesco, the general Sweet. manager. Sweet. Like we were just walking around that we go to his office. He's watching film. Um, and I'm just like, and and he comes with these this contract for me to sign. And I 
I was just like in total shock at that moment. Like nice. I couldn't find words to say. Uh, That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And uh, then when we got to the locker room to meet Herbert, he was just kind of like standing around the corner and I'm like, okay, uh, I thought this dude would be bigger since it was like from a distance away. Then he just like walks around and he's just like, Hey guys, what's up? And like, it's just this giant, like just towering <laughs> over. <laughs> like, That's awesome. I, and it's just, I don't know. I was speechless at the time, but he's a super awesome guy. Like, those pre-draft concerns that he was this introvert, the shy guy, those aren't true. He was very outgoing, very socializing. Uh, he spent around 45 minutes in total talking to me and stuff. He was just very kind. He got my jersey signed. He got a helmet signed for me. And overall, it was just like the best experience of my life. Dude, uh, that sounds so amazing. Like, I would have been nervous as, as all hell to walk into that locker room knowing he was in there. So, like, what were you feeling like as they were like taking you down to the locker room to meet him? It was just like, uh, we were just kind of like walking and walking in. Uh, oddly enough, like, so you know, Shane Day, the quarterback's yeah. coach, right? Yeah. Uh, he just, just like walked, walked outside the locker room with his water ball and he's just like, oh, uh, excuse me. And he's just like walked out of the way. Nice. <laughs> and like, and so that was kind of funny. And then we just walked in and like, it was kind of the big events leading up to it. There were people like just uh, smiling at me and I smiled back at them and it just felt like it felt so far away, like how far we actually were from him. Cause I was just nervous. Like I was, I was like, what am I going to say? What am I going to do? <laughs> and like, then it's just, he comes out, he shakes my hand and it's just like, I, he treated me as if I was a normal person. Like, obviously, you knew he was that star quarterback. He was like this superstar player and this high level player. But I, I felt like I connected with him as like a big brother kind of get, his character. Like, That's cool, man. That's awesome. We're we're so pumped for you. That's an amazing experience, and I'm I yeah, that's amazing. Um, so to, let's talk a little bit about you know Chargers. What we've done, man. We've picked up some really awesome players in the last couple of days. So who, who's been like the standout for you? Who are you most excited for? Uh, I'm like, I am most excited for Khalil Mack. Cause like the day before I left for Los Angeles, we traded for him. So that, nice. was, pretty, that was pretty funny. And I remember I met with Tom Telesco before the contract. He made a joke. He was just like, I didn't want to give you too big of a contract considering we just traded for Khalil Mack. So. <laughs> yeah, nice. That's awesome. Uh, oddly enough, like some of the free agents we signed this year, I kind of saw like on Tom Telesco's whiteboard in the background, like I saw their names listed. So I kind of knew ahead of time. Like, Did you really? That's crazy. He wasn't like, sh- like trying to hide it from everyone. It was just like Khalil Mack, JC Jackson. They were all up there. Yeah, and it was in certain positions too. There was like, uh, along with Jackson, there was Gilmore. Obviously, that's kind of a long shot now. Yeah, just we got the best. We got the better of the two, in my opinion. So yeah, obviously. yeah, yeah, dude. So awesome, man. Well, hey, dude, it was such a pleasure meeting you, Tyler. Thank you so much for taking the time to come meet with us and chat and share your story because uh, you know we're living vicariously through you. How cool it was to meet Justin Herbert. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's like, this is a, this is a really nice experience. Like I've never really been on a podcast before. So you did awesome, man. Well, 
we're pumped. Super glad to have you. And uh, we'll definitely we'll check back in, you know, in the future and let's keep the communication going, man. We're going to have an exciting season. All right. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Tyler. Well, shoot, Tyler, I don't think you're old enough, but I think I need to take you out for a beer. I think one of these days, <laughs> um, man, what a, what a, what a great story. And, and it, it's just nice to hear that the organization is taking care of people like Tyler and right. giving him an opportunity to meet, uh, people like Justin Herbert. And <laughs> I love, he's like, it doesn't look that big. <laughs> oh, oh hi, Mr. Herbert. <laughs> hi. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. And it sounded um, like it happened, couldn't have happened to a better guy. He sounded absolutely. like, you know, he was, you know, that's the kind of energy, man. Like I, I would have done the exact same thing, had the same kind of feeling. So, oh, big time. It Good, good on him. And I'm glad he got to do that. And I'm pumped for him. Absolutely. And I can, <laughs> I can just see him like, uh, looking at Twitter going like, oh, sign say JC Jackson. Knew it. Yeah, no, it, big news. Old, old news, guys. Come on. Give me Kobe. something new. Tell me something I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. Tyler, thank you. Thank you for coming on, buddy, and uh, and chatting with Kev. It's great to hear your story. And I'm I'm definitely following you on Twitter, buddy. I love seeing it. Because I think Tyler's got some shamelessly positive takes on on Twitter. And I like seeing that for, for our Charger fans. You know it. Gotta love it here at Charger Chat. So, all right, gang. Well, now it is time to go on to the next segment. It is Ask Bolt Fam. Let's go. Where's my big boy? <laughs> Time to put your money where your mouth is. Oh, hi, guys. Don't jam a thumb up his butthole. That's what you do. I wet myself in excitement. Oh, so hungry. Your thoughts are like totally appreciated. <laughs> Catch you later, dude. Clean love you, boy. All right. Well, we start Ask Bolt Fam with an old favorite of ours, Nick. Nick. Who asked the question? Well, nice. Dear Chargers Organization. I've been sitting in a shitty Vegas bar all weekend with three creeps talking to me about the moves you guys have been making, and quite frankly, it makes me sick. <laughs> Why do you guys have to do so fucking much to bolster your tea friends? It's so unfair. We had enough of a hard time coping with you last year. Now you go in and check some Mr. Interception, Sebastian Joseph Day, Austin Johnson, and Khalil Mack. Why? <laughs> Big Bad Joey B will be like a kid with a sugar rush fucking zipping across the field. <laughs> I guess the days of double and triple teaming that behemoth of a human being are over. He's going to sniff me out and like a gangsty teenager finding the free Wi-Fi. I want my mommy and Kyle Brand. Kyle, where are you? Save me. Tell them more of those lies about Justin being worse than me. It made me feel a little better in these dark times. The dark times starting from the day I signed with this desperate, sorry-ass organization. <laughs> I also need to sign a life insurance policy with this upcoming season. I should probably get on that. I don't want to leave my wife with nothing. <laughs> really, Chargers? <laughs> Are you going to add any more pieces to your defense and free agency or the draft? Oh, please say no. I can't take it anymore. Yours unfaithfully. Derek, please can I sleep in your car <laughs> oh nick oh uh, nick yeah this is true he should probably get a life insurance policy yeah, to be safe. i would uh insure some body parts at the yeah. very least but at least um, some something behind for the family <laughs> um but let's see are we going to add any more pieces and 
for the defense and agent free agency of the draft? Uh, I think more pieces are coming. I don't think any more big pieces are coming. Like, no, more big no more big no pieces? More big pieces. <laughs> I think it's going to be filler. Just little pieces. Little, <laughs> little baby pieces. You're so yeah. cute. Um, yeah, I think, uh, well, we, it, that was another thing we saw today. Fa- Kyler Fackrell going to the freaking Raiders. Like, yeah, just Justin Jones it. is gone. Justin Jones. Yeah, Justin Jones went to the Bears. Yeah, this it, like we talk about, like he is reshaping this defense. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just fully reshaping it. Yeah. So it, hey, he knows what he wants to do. So in uh, Staley, I trust. In Staley, we trust absolutely. Nick, great to hear from you, buddy. Let's move it on now to Demarcus. Cut your ass up. Certified fresh. (laughs) Who asks a question. Thanks for making my commute to and from work more enjoyable, guys. My question is, there's always one player, no matter how much we love them at the beginning of the season, that fails to meet our expectations. For example, last year it was K9 or CHJ for a lot of fans. If you have to pick one player that you think will have a mediocre or bad season, who would you pick? And jam your thumb right up that butthole. That's what you do. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, shit. This is weird. I don't know how to answer this, is, this. Like, I don't know how to shamelessly, positively answer right? this question. How do we spin this? I don't... It's got to be a spin. How about like, somebody you're, you're not expecting? Let's flip it around. Uh, somebody that you're not really thinking about that might have a big year. I yeah, I think I mean that's not answering those, the question. That's not really answering the question. I mean, so I think that's what's interesting is that we saw some guys that had some down years. CHJ's definitely not coming back. K9 has to come back because he's still on contract. So I think if anything, we might see some improvement with him. Um yeah. doesn't it can't go much slower than what he did last year. So definitely yeah. room for in a lot of improvement. Yeah. Demarcus, I don't know if you've listened to this. Before I know you're you're certified fresh, but we we keep it shamelessly positive over here at the Charger Chat. So it's tough for us to think of who's going to have a mediocre bad. Who are we season. excited about that's going to perform poorly? I don't. I don't have one. I don't. I, don't know. I can't think of who's going to perform poorly. Like I don't. They're all going to have career years. Maybe yeah, this is going to be the year. Yeah. This is the best team of all time. All of all yeah. time. Demarcus, all I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyway, we can't think of anybody that's going to have a mediocre or bad season, but uh, thank you for Sorry for not answering that. Like, we <laughs> yeah. totally yeah. copped I out can't, of that one. Honestly, like, it's just tough to think of like who could have a bad season. Like I just don't know. I would have like never that. guessed that Kenneth Murray or Chris Harris would have had bad years like they did. So like, I don't know how to guess that. And I don't, I don't even want to put that. Don't you put that bad there. juju on yeah. me, Ricky Bobby? I don't, don't want to put you. I don't want to put it out there. I'm not. I'm not slinging juju. Okay, I'm not slinging bad juju. <laughs> not on today. Anybody. Not tomorrow. Not ever. Stay clear. All right, Demarcus, cut your ass up. Thank you for asking the question. Don't, <laughs> don't cut. Don't our, cut our ass. Don't up, cut us. Sorry, we didn't sorry, answer, we didn't answer properly. Just yeah. Sorry. Let's move on now to Bollywood Herbert. And shout out to FNUVP. You guys pretty much asked the same question, but I'm going with Bollywood Herbert because I like that name. And it goes like this. Lest we forget in college, Derek Carr made Devontae Adams look worse than (laughs) Sammy Watkins, (laughs) Kelvin Benjamin, Marquise Lee, Jordan Matthews, Paul Richardson. Adams was the ninth wide receiver taken. Uh, oops, I forgot to, I was supposed to ask a question. Uh, what's your least favorite thing about Derek Carr? <laughs> that is a really good point. That's a dude. great, yeah, that is a great point. Yes. Uh, for those that didn't see Devonte Adams signed with the Raiders yeah. and, uh, yeah, so I don't know. 
Is it? He's not going to be the guy he was in Green Bay. I don't it's think not. so, man. No, it's impossible. It he doesn't, doesn't have Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr are not even in the same stratosphere. Yeah, mm-hmm. don't Kyle so Brandt might have something good. to argue about that, but I, it's absolutely <laughs> not. Yeah. yeah. Um, and our least favorite thing about Derek Carr is fucking face. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> nice. I hate. I hate that he wears. Doesn't he wear a shooting sleeve sometime? That like a last. He wears like long sleeves. Yeah, no, maybe. I, am I off? I, 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 I don't know. That. Could be. I feel like. Let me look, look, Kevin. You answer. Let me look. I'd say it's like lack of manliness. Myself. Like this. Yeah. I'd say more. Also, like just kind of have like the softy bitchy vibes that I get. That, from that's him. what I was gonna say. Like when softy I, bitchy. The oh, times like, that I've seen him in those post-interview games, and he's whiny. just like whining or complaining or trying to throw the blame on something else. It's just like. Come on, buddy. Like, I don't know yeah. if we just got uh, lucky with, you know, guys like Philip Rivers and Justin Herbert who are just stand up guys that don't do that kind of shit. That, like, when I finally, when I see it, like any inkling of it, I'm just like, ew, come on. Dude, it's perfect. He's a Raider. He's perfect. No, I know. Like, okay. Just, so I um, found an article about the shooting sleeve and I want to retract that statement <laughs> <laughs> because he does, in fact, wear a shooting sleeve, but it's to honor the late, great Kobe Bryant. Oh, so gotcha. Power to you. Wear the arm sleeve. I hate sure, your sure, mascara. Sure. One of the one of the worst. Yeah, the mascara business is the like eye, what is the wrong eyeliner. With you? Like, yeah, yeah, no bueno. Like yeah. I said, just fix it, face. dude. Yeah, just fix it. <laughs> fix it. Somehow money. find a way to fix it. You have plenty of money. Fix it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, fix it. <laughs> All right. Real. Good question. Uh, Bollywood Herbert and FNUVP. And bringing Thank us you. some knowledge, too. Appreciate that. Yeah. Kind of reframed it for me a little bit. Yeah, great yeah, breakdown that does. there. Yeah, this is not going to be a good thing for Sam, for Devontae Adams whatsoever. Mm-hmm. No. You got yep. paid a shit ton of money. Right. He gets to, to go hang out with his boyfriend, but he's not going to catch as many footballs. Right. So no he'll way. have fun, but he won't win. <laughs> no, um, he's not winning. <laughs> don't have too much fun in Vegas. <laughs> All right, let's move it on now to Gruder McBolt, who asked the question. Whoa! Hey, yes, sir, the Lord has blessed us today. He put the Holy Spirit in a man named Tom Taliska. Now this man, Tom, oh, Lord, Tom, in the past, he has been the evil, the insipid, the cheapskate. Oh, but not today. Oh, but not today. Today is a new day in the eyes of the Lord. Today we see a man dig deep, who Way down deep into the depths of hail to pull out the salary cap and squeeze out the very last and holy money. Yes, this man has done the improbable, the impossible, the oh my gosh, magical assemblage of star power that shines so bright it blinds the good Lord in the face. And this man was not done on day one. No, 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 sir. He kept a bit. He made us a roster out of sheer will and ferocity. And on the seventh day of free agency, he said, let there be Tyron Matthew. And then he rested, bitches. (laughs) Tale of you, bye. (laughs) Wowzers. What a script, Gruder. That was good, man. Great delivery and great script. Great script. Performance, though. Performance. This guy grew up in a a gospel of Southern Baptist. Well, he gave me good cues. Like, today. Like, he actually wrote, like, the U-H. Yeah, he wrote the yeah. 
on it. So. We all know Adam is uh, reads off the prompter. I, so. I, so thank God. I'm Ron Burgundy. Ron Burgundy. Yeah. <laughs> that's not a open invitation for everybody to just write. Oh, sorry, dude. Yeah, that's um, all right. Well, Tyron Matthew is a is a name that has floated around the lips of Charger fans as a possibility to to pick up and. I mean, with the way that like Khalil Mack's only hitting like eight eight million to the to the cap, and we've got about fifteen. I and that would, it seems like he should get you know like J.C. Jackson and Derwin should get on the phone and be like, dude, just come for like a year. Yeah, come on, just, let's just dude, hang we're out. We're gonna have so much fun, dude. We can have sleepovers. <laughs> like we can do all so kinds of fun activities. activities. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just come hang out. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it'd be cool to see. I don't know if he fits the 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 scheme or the or the pocket. It would be an embarrassment matter. of riches, is what it would be. It would be, yeah, that's a lot of serious, you know, pro, three pro bowlers and one one back one defense. Yeah, that would yeah, be that's crazy. crazy. That yeah, would be pretty wild. The safety position right now is Alohi Gilman, Nasir Adderley, and uh, Derwin James. Those are right. the three we got on the roster currently. Yeah. So. So, so it wouldn't be good for Nas if that happened. No, no, but I mean, it, we're, as we've been talking about, it's we're building the depth. We've we've got to have depth in some of those positions, and that would just—I mean—that secondary would just be insane if that was the case. Yeah. The course yeah. correction would be like, wow, they're really doing whatever Staley wants. If this Everything, happened. yeah. So we'll find out, Gruder McBolt. But thank you for asking the question. And the script, appreciate it. And let's move it on now to William Bordwick. Certified fresh. Who asked the question. Was a Browns fan, but wasn't going to rock with a team that could bring somebody like Watson in, so I jumped ship to the Chargers. (laughs) Seems like a team with an awesome vibe. What are some of the best people that cover the team so I can dive all the way in? Nice. Just get in there. Like welcome. It. Welcome. Yes. Can we call you Bill? Can we, William, can we call you Bill? Is that Good. okay? William, Bill, this what, is, what's the preference? This is a big time compliment, I think. Yeah. Right? Oh, absolutely. There's a lot of fan bases that like, this guy's like, should I be a Raider fan? He's like, that might not even cross his mind. Because they're just such pieces of crap. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But we Florida. are just warm and welcoming and gentle and sweet all of those things right, right well boys? the, the we look in the eyes when we're doing it <laughs> bat those baby blues at us <laughs> yeah. um well there was a chart that i saw this was months ago that about how like it was basically a graph of all the teams and how many arrests they've had you know whether it's duis and <laughs> yeah. shit like that and the chargers mm-hmm. are zero like there are just no bad guys on this team like everybody yeah. is a stand-up dude so yeah, I wonder. I, think, I wonder what the uh, this is a good question. I wonder what the Twitter community and like the fan base, if they were ranked, where we would be on arrest. Because I feel like Charger fans are pretty wholesome, good <laughs> yes. people that want to bring you into the fold and have a good time. Absolutely, yeah. we, this is a good time to become a Charger fan. Like we are, it's it's the beginning of something brand new. We right. moved out of San Diego a little while ago. We're building a new fan base. Mm-hmm. Just. Dude, bring them. Let's go. Let's fill the stadium yeah. up. Let's get All a right. field advantage. That's Let's, what I want. I yeah. think this question should be could be best answered by Kevin. He's more involved in the Twitterverse and social for us. Who <laughs> who should William go follow? You follow. I think you got Chargers. Obviously, follow right. Jen Mills. Jen Mills, one hundred percent. Yeah, Popper. follow Diehard Bolt Club. Yeah, Popper Diehard Bolt Club guys are great. Um, 
there's there's just so many good ones. If you get into like that little group, you'll start seeing posts of like you'll giveaways of and just involvement yeah. and meetups and hangouts. And yeah. it's just like But I'd just, say Daniel Popper is the best like reporter that gives Popper quick, for sure on timely news yes. of the actual like reporters that you should follow. Yeah. And there there was a switch out, like um there's a couple guys that have moved on to other positions this year. I know there were a couple couple reporters a couple so beat reporters yeah. i would go daniel popper and then you know there's a great podcast there's there's, yeah, there's a bunch of time out there's ton a ton of podcasts yeah. so it's like you just you know pick your poison whatever yeah. you you know if you want to stick your foot in want to yeah. be silly as f- and hang out with us like that's awesome <laughs> yeah. that's fun yeah so <laughs> it, we're not necessarily the most informative podcast if uh if you've gone this ha- far here coach, and there that's we why a, we have we, coach we, yeah coach can talk football coaches craig craig knows a little football absolutely but we're we're definitely more about having fun and staying shamelessly yep. positive over here. So there's a Are lot of podcasts to go check. There's out. not a lot of research. There's whatever <laughs> whatever wealth of information I have, I'm willing to give. There's a lot of shooting from the hip, you know. We, <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot of shooting shoot first. You'll get some. You'll get later. some coach gyms every once in a while. You'll get <laughs> yeah. some good shit in there. Absolutely. Sure. Um, but yes, absolutely welcome and and just dive into Twitter and and you will you will have a good time we will definitely welcome you with open arms so thank you for joining us thank you for joining us william or bill whichever bill, you know, we, hey, if we can call you bill if, if we've okay. if we've reached that point in the relationship and just we can call you us, bill you just let us know. know we're not if we're not, not pushing we'll stick, it william is fine but we'll we'd like william. to call you bill yeah. yeah all right let's move on now to house of hain who yeah. asked the question all right man do we have the strongest division in football at least three teams in the west have a qb you car what is everyone's beard care routine? I can't let my goatee get longer than three inches without major work every morning, so I just cut it with a number four. Less work. K. Love you. Bye. I'm not the one to ask. There's some good beards on the show. I'm I'm not a good beard. You don't have any beard care. I, I got. I put you some, don't care I put for some, your beard. I put some soap and some softening stuff in it, but it's you know. <laughs> hand soap. There you go. That's what. You yeah, want yeah. To exactly. <laughs> lather up with Vaseline. It's pretty nice. Do you have to, <laughs> you have to cut it back in any certain areas? Just under the chin. Just a little trim. Yeah, little trim. Yeah, yeah. Sure, I, got, sure. I got a little patch of these grays that are just being little mm. bitches right now. I just mm. got to... I don't I go know anything about that. Surgically remove Tweezum. them. Just, I know nothing yeah. about that. But they grow back so fucking fast. Yours, yours looks cool. Yours is like a racing <laughs> yeah, stripe. Yeah, yours is part of it. Yeah, you got like yeah, a white racing stripe on your yeah. beard. Yeah. Um, part of the design. <laughs> it's part of... Yeah. Adam Woolley It really ties the room together. Dude, you had a this, beard when you were like 16. Yeah. So it's pretty rad. You've, you've when Adam came and stayed with us when we went to one of the first game of the season, the Cowboys game. And when I saw oh, his right. beard care routine, I was shocked. Step your game Let up. Let me tell you. Yeah, it's, uh, there's definitely some washing. I use some beard wash. Uh, I put a little <laughs> oil in. Thing? This is amazing. And uh, I let the oil sit for a little bit, you know, just kind of soak into the hairs. And then I get a mm. get a hair dryer and a round brush and I kind of curl it in. kind of keeps it nice and straight and, and rounded, you know, near the bottom. So I wish nice. I needed to do that. I really do. Um, my biggest issue is the mustache. Like if it gets too long, I'm just like, it yeah, gets into too. food and right shit now. like that. I think yep. it looks great when it's long, but it like eating and drinking is like a it's mess. A yeah. You got it. Yeah. Like I remember my dad, cause my dad has a beard as well. He would like have to like part the Red Sea with his mustache whenever he was like <laughs> drinking something or something like that. It's so weird. That's awesome. Um, all right. Well, there you go. House of Hain. Thank Thanks, you for brother. asking the question. Uh, let's move it on now to Kyle T, who asked the question. Great name. And shout out to Ciro Rosales. You guys pretty much asked, pretty much asked the same question, but I'm going with Kyle T. So here we go. The Chargers have a hole at right tackle. 
which option should be used to fill it? Signing a free agent right tackle like Daryl Williams or Dennis Kelly? Drafting a right tackle in the first round? Flipping the number 17 pick and a couple late rounders for a proven right tackle and second round pick? As always, remember to bolt the fuck up. K, love you, bye. I I still think it's the way the way things are going right now. Like some of the guys that just got snatched by other teams, we're not aggressive at right tackle right now. It's just not something we're is are in our plans. Mm-hmm. I'm a little concerned that they're probably a bit more okay with Storm Norton and Trey Pipkins than mm. than a lot of us are. Um, and I think they're going to take a shot in the draft. I think if Pennings there, um, he's going to be our right tackle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think right now it's the draft. Um, and if that doesn't pan out, then they'll go try to get somebody. Cause I don't know. I don't think you tender your starting right tackle, right? Like Storm Norton, they did not put on a long-term contract. That doesn't sound like they have a lot of faith in him. They put More him on because there's nobody contract. else there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think they're going to, I think the draft is the plan. And if that doesn't work out, if that guy's not there in the first, um, then they go try to fight, make something happen. And then, and then I think somebody was saying that like Filer also plays right tackle, but man, Popper said that. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't mess with nah, it. The guy's nah. a stud. Yeah. Just keep let him, him at guard. Do what he's great at. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But, uh, all right. We have a hole at right guard right now too. So, right. It don't make that it is another open. surprising thing. I'm surprised Abushi hasn't come back and I don't know signed, if yeah. he will, but, uh, maybe they're keeping an eye on, on his, uh, rehab. And maybe. Maybe. Recovering. Yeah, I haven't heard if if he's out of rehab or if he's still still doing it, but uh, we'll we'll find out. But Kyle T and Ciro Rosales, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Staley's nuts and bolts. Shout out to Chris M. You guys asked the same question. Going with Staley's nuts and bolts. Here we go. I am not fat. I am Big Bang. <laughs> Speaking of fat, though, Staley has been marching his fat fucking balls into TT's office every. F- day and telling him to write another fat f***ing check. <laughs> when in the hair is TT going to sign a f***ing right tackle so that we don't have to worry about our f***ing quarterback dying? <laughs> I really hope he doesn't plan on rolling with f***ing Pipkins. F***. He's going with f***ing Pipkins, isn't he? <laughs> KW bye. Oh, f*** you, Cal. And f*** the Raiders, too. <laughs> All right. <laughs> There's a lot of questions about right tackle, but at least in this one, specifically talking about Pipkins, like I, I'm honestly, I'm worried. I'm worried <laughs> that they have plans for him again in the future. Up to your face, you were like, it was like somebody just farted in your face. You're like, I'm worried. <laughs> I can't uh, think straight. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, the the games that he had to play. We gave him a little bit of praise. He had a minor redemption. Minor but then he redemption. He also pulled one time in like the beginning of the season and got I know fucking embarrassed. That was the beginning of the season. And that was his Frank's, character arc. He grew. And Frank Smith <laughs> is gone. It's a new offensive line coach. So right? yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm sure I'm sure there's a plan. We don't yeah, know I what trust. it is. And Staley, I trust. And Staley, we trust. Tr- we trust. We trust. No, no, there's no I in team. There's no. a, there's a upside down we. I think I don't think Pipkins is the right tackle plan. I think he's the backup left tackle and mm-hmm. kind of a don't get hurt Rashawn Slater. Storm Norton's a starter right now. That's that. Yeah, we're Storm, they're not going to change. I don't know why they would change that with the roster that we have right now. Right, Storm Norton would be the guy if we were playing tomorrow. So right, yeah. Um, so it'll get addressed. Yeah, we'll 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 have I think a clear idea after the draft. You know, Penning is a possibility, but if we end up not going that route or that direction, 
there's like Tom Telesco said, there's still opportunity in the free agency, even after the draft. Uh, to even pick after some guys the up. season starts, even yeah. after the season starts. Absolutely. We're not, uh, we're not shy from doing that either. So Staley's nuts and bolts and Chris M. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Z the King one who asked the question with our current offensive line situation and the recent post by Papa that Filer can also play right tackle. What is the best case scenario that you guys can imagine for our offensive line before the start of the season? Also, nobody has signed Kaiser White yet. I know Staley's system doesn't really value linebackers, but do you think there's a chance we can bring him back? Ooh, this came out before. <laughs> you want to, br- but that's not technically like you know. If you believe it, he's gone. <laughs> okay. If you believe that, like it's not Peter Pan rules. Right photoshopped. Now, yeah, it's not photoshopped. Yeah, that, that's, that was kind of a leaked conversation that we are putting our trust in. But Ruby too. Yeah, I think it. I, I think it would have got done if it was going to get done. Um, right. For the offensive line, my hope is that O'Day is recovering and we can sign him to another one-year, two-year deal. Mm-hmm. And then we draft our starting right tackle. But to me, that would be the best case scenario. Yeah. And Hymas is, you know, yeah, Hymas is there too, right? Yeah. We'll see yeah. where he's at after a year and and getting bigger and stronger and in the offseason. It's just the right side of the line. That's what we need to work on. That's right. my biggest concern right now. And, you know, we also like, need a backup center now. We Questenberry signed with gone, the, right? yeah. Texans. So there's, I think there's, so there's going to be some solid amount of offensive linemen drafted this year. Um, and I think there could be a couple early ones. It could be exciting. We'll find out. But Z the King won. Thank you for asking the question. Moving on now to Pink Unicorn, who asked nice. the question. Well, that was the most intense start to Bolts free agency I can remember. Ninja Tommy just got upgraded to SWAT Team Tommy. He's <laughs> kicking down the door and rushing in, guns brazing. Did Staley start dropping testosterone into TT's coffee, or did Staley just straight up steal his phone and stop making his own moves? Anyway, with the right side of the O-line looking like the one glaring need on the team, do you guys think we shore it up in free agency or go O-line or bust in the draft? As always, f*** Dan Olofsky, Cam Haywood, and Kyle Brandt. K, love you, boy. All right. Well, <laughs> I think this is great because it's, I just love the idea of Staley coming in, stealing his phone and like texting everybody being like, give me Khalil Mack. Give me this guy. It is yeah. kind of like a bull in a China shop. He's not very ninja-y right now. He's just right. like running into a room and goring people. I don't well, know. The only one that, that was expected was the JC Jackson because there was so much connection. But other than that, like no one saw the other moves coming. Not right. Not even a little bit. No. And that's what I think was also enlightening about his interview on Pat McAfee was him. That was the one thing was like saying that like, hey, We've got the money now, so we can do this. Yeah. Like, yeah, this has no all been money planning. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. So it, it is he also different good, than what we've cool, seen. I'll end it on this. He had cool insight. Go listen to the interview because he talked about how like these people are moving these contracts around. It's going to mm-hmm. catch up to you. Like sooner yeah, or later, it will exactly. catch up to you. Bite yes. you right in um, the dick. You can't. You can't <laughs> manipulate it. It's not just disappearing. You're just pushing it off to the future. Right. right. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see with some of these teams that are doing this kind of movement. If, how it's going to catch up. I thought it was going to catch up to the Saints this year because like they were over like 100 million over the cap. It was just like, there's no way. I love that credit card analogy. It's like, you're going to have to pay this at some point. The interest rate is <laughs> just going to keep going up and up. So we'll see what happens. But Pink Unicorn, thank you for thank asking you. the question. Let's move it on now to CD, 
who asked the question. If you could have one question that you have always wanted answered that's non-football related, what would it be? Example, how were the pyramids made? Or is the Loch Ness Monster real? Mine is what the f*** do you think is in Area 51? I need to know. All right, a question non-football related that we would love to have answered. I don't know. I've, I've been watching a lot of JFK documentaries I was, lately. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I want to know what happened to JFK. <laughs> there's like greater thing like, like how was this world made? Like all that. There's like a lot of deeper questions, but yeah, JFK conspiracy JFK. theory. Yeah, yeah. That's. I, I think that would be that would blow a lot of. Doors what was it? Down. It was at the end of The Rock when they like the remember at the very end the tag into that movie where they like go to some church in the middle of nowhere and like. The the answer to who killed JFK was in some pew. That's oh some, right, remember yes. that? Like that was pretty sweet. That kind of got my movie. got me going. The Rock, <laughs> The Rock. Welcome to The Rock. Um, <laughs> I would uh, I would say I would <sighs> I would love to see like if dinosaurs were really you know the color and look that they are, or how much we really extrapolate from like. <laughs> Just like Spielberg, what Steven yeah, like, Spielberg yeah. thinks dinosaurs are. Yeah, like yeah. are they really like you know pink, you know like bubble gum or like do are they, they have all just like, gray? Right, and do they have like long wavy hair? Like I want to, yeah. <laughs> I want to see what did what did these dinosaurs really look like? So right, there you go. Any anything different there, Kyle? What you got, no, I, I don't know. I think my question would be something yeah, like Kevin had kind of joked about. It would be something about like the creation of the world and that kind of thing. Because see if Jesus was really as cool as he was, or if yeah. he was just a big <laughs> yeah, dick. Yeah, cool, yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see what I'd like to see what the the wedding was like when he turned water into wine. Yeah. The Let me see him walk on water. Yeah, give, me, give me some of that wine. Let me taste that. Let me taste that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, this is what the vintage on this. this is a water Jesus. Down. Come on, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> What's the God of the universe? What's this the your percentage wine? of this wine? Come on. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to get I'm trying to get drunk here. Come trying on, to get three Jesus. sheets to the wind here, with, Jesus. With his infidel, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, listen, is this it's a rosé? Yeah. Is this it's, a rosé? I got no complaints about the fish and the bread, but come the on. The miracle's Jesus. incredible, but come on. Better taste. Jesus. Walk on water over here, all right? Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> all right. CD, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Scotty B63, who asked the question. Has there been any mention of a legitimate RB2 to back up Austin Eckler this coming season? I've not seen or heard anything official about this position. Bulked up, Caleb, bye. Yeah, we haven't heard anything. We have a lot of running backs on our team right now. I think that's yeah. what we all kind of need to remember. We have a couple guys that we drafted pretty high Eckler, on this roster Kelly, still. That I don't think, I think yep. they're going to rely on one of these guys to hopefully step up and be his RB2 because they... Rashad Penny's gone. Like some of the guys right. that we were kind of looking I at. I really got a Cordell Patterson deal. was going to come, but he resigned with yep. the Falcons. That sucked. Yep. That sucked. Was, that, that's it's that time of year when we get our hopes set pretty high on free agency. And I mean, and we that's came why out we don't really. <laughs> I know we came out of the game As so a, strong. Like holy shit, we got J.C. Jackson yeah. and Khalil Mack, and then we, we opened up seeing, our. You're it was right. like Christmas morning. We opened up our presents so fast. We're sitting there like, <laughs> there's nothing to right. do the rest of the day. Yeah, more present. Yeah, come on. Um, I think there's still a couple running back options out there. I think Leonard Fournette is still floating around. That could be that guy. His fucking energy is not the Charger. Oh, you know is it? I don't know anything about yeah, his, his personality. There's a little drama around. It doesn't seem like the, you know, the the kind of guy we would have. I don't know. Okay. 
Well, yeah, there's still some names floating around out there. We've got guys. Maybe they can get better. Maybe, maybe we'll see. But uh, Scotty B63, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Okie Doggy, who asked the question. Do the Packers hate us and Rogers? Like, what the hell? They could have got more from any other team, but because we have been signing players from their team, they thought it would be funny to trade Adams to his ex-college teammates' team. In any case, what is the minimum number of wins do you guys think it would take to win the division, baby? Also, what do you guys want to happen at running back? Do you guys want the team to sign Jackson? Have them go after a season vet like Michelle and Murray? And, or would you guys want them to get a running back in the draft like Brees Hall, baby? All right. In order, minimum amount of wins to win the division. 13. 13. That's kind of what I was thinking too. I think 12. I think 12 might be cutting it too close. I I think we're these our teams are going to be taking L's. It's not, we're not going to have a runaway team. It's going to be a battle for the AFC West. Like, I think 12 is going to get you it. So I think these guys are going to possible. I think a lot of these, except for the Raiders, are going to lose pretty much everything. But I think, I think (laughs) a lot of of us could split. Like, there's a lot of splits happening here. KC is no longer running around just sweeping teams. Right. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know. I still think thirteen. I still think it's going to take that. That's a shit I think ton. Twelve or thirteen. I think it is. is How many did solid. Kansas City win this year? Thirteen. Thirteen or twelve? Like they were twelve. Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, don't care about Chiefs at all. Yeah, yeah something I, like that. Let's yeah. stop looking at the past. Let's look yeah. to the future. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> so, and then as far as running back situation, I mean, that's another name, Sony Michelle. That could be a possibility. I mean, I, I, I would just, prefer a veteran come in. Even if it's a lower name guy, then yeah. try to draft another one because we've had real poor success <laughs> with drafting running backs. Right. In the, yeah. I mean, even our star running back, we didn't draft. He was a free agent. Yeah. But didn't I'm, get drafted. Or just go yeah. find some un, un, you know, undrafted dude. Find some diamond in the rough and put him yeah, in that's just undrafted so backfield. Right? <laughs> so easy, We're guys. so good at it. We do it all the time. It's easy for the <laughs> Chargers. Come on, Tommy T. Yeah, so. the undrafted backfield. <laughs> all right. There you go, Okie Doggy. Thank you for asking the question. Moving on now to Ricky. Who asked the question? Kyle, if you were the head coach of the Chargers this year, what are you telling the guys to motivate them during an all-in type of season? Great Scott. Kevin, if you had a time machine, which Charger season would you want to relive? Which Charger player? Well, dog, can you impersonate the best? All right. I Ricky, can't. always asking three questions, three voices. He's Son r- of a Ricky bitch. three fingers. <laughs> Ricky three fingers. <laughs> All right, Kyle, what are you telling your team to get them hyped up? Get them motivated. <laughs> Don't mess this up. It's like, come on, That's a coach the, I can get behind. <laughs> you know, it's like we have the guys. Don't just don't do anything dumb. Beyond like, let's all go all like commit, be all in, and let I like I don't like this isn't a team you should have to motivate. You have to right. motivate crap teams that aren't no one's expecting anything of them. <laughs> this is a team that should be in like we saw in Vegas. The odds for them to win the Super Bowl are up there in the top ten of teams in the league. So it's like yeah, absolutely you shouldn't have to do a whole lot of hoorah for these guys. <laughs> all right, Kevin. Also, I'm kind of. I'm a little sick right now, so motivational speeches aren't really <laughs> yeah, in right. my. He doesn't quite. You guys all, you got, we all appreciate Coach. He's hanging in there with the flu Absolutely. right now. So thank yeah, you this God. is my flu. This is my Michael Jordan flu game it's right your now. Flu game, yeah, you, you, <laughs> dude, putting up some points. Yeah. Uh, all right, 
Kev, what season are you traveling back in time to revisit? I consider myself more of a Biff Tannen. Like, I want to go back and f*** with the past a little bit here and make myself <laughs> a happier person. So I'm going to go back and just, like, basically <laughs> not let Marlon McCree out of his hotel room. Uh, to play that, that poison, like food poisoning. Yeah, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do something, something to him. Good. Yeah, right. some, yeah. And then we would have won the Super Bowl that year for sure. Yeah. And then while I'm at yeah. it, I'll take a sports almanac back with me and put money on uh, some on some futures. There you yeah. go. That's, Tom Brady to get become the greatest quarterback exactly. of all time when he's that's, drafted. That's, that's the kind of thing. So draft, I, I, yeah. I Biff Tannen this bitch up for sure. Got all it. right. Um, and a Charger player that I can impersonate the best. I don't know. Like I, I don't. I never Who's consider myself intense. an. Im- What's that? Who's got like the most intense voice that could be easily imitated? <laughs> most intense? I don't know. They're all pretty like, like distinct, chill dudes. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have to work on them because I, I don't consider myself an impersonationist. Like, I, I'm more of a voice actor, but with all of you guys asking for voices, <laughs> it's like it's slowly becoming my career. So I might as well just accept it. So <laughs> just um, embrace it, Will yeah, Just embrace I think it. I'm just going to have to embrace it. I'll, I think I'll think I'll work on my Joey Bosa. He's got a pretty distinguishable Bowie. voice. He's got that, you know, I don't even want to try it. <laughs> we'll work on it. <laughs> we'll work on to it, be uh, Ricky. But thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to him. Who asked the question? Which position do the charges need to fill at 17? Right Jordan tackle. Davis or right tackle? <laughs> you don't need it. You're not going to take a linebacker in that spot. You're not going to take a guard in that spot. Right. We've already solidified a lot of the defensive line. So if they're high on Jordan Davis, go there. But I think right tackle. If you, if you like uh, Game of Thrones and you want a mountain, go get Jordan Davis. And then that would be my answer. Mm-hmm. Or a right tackle. Yeah. It's yeah, it's hard to tell when you're at 17. Like you're, you're seeing these fall. mock drafts of other teams and what they're picking up. It's like I'm I'm shocked how many tackles are in this draft because I saw like four or five tackles go before penning. I was like, Jesus, I can't there's even a believe lot. it's that deep. But there's yeah, a lot. Apparently this, there's a this lot. This is a free for all year, man. This is not the easiest year to try and this is not mock. a last year's chart, two years no. ago chargers. We're taking mm-hmm. a quarterback, it just depends on which one type this, of thing. This is <laughs> like a college bracket. Like if you hit this, you're like a billionaire. Like the, 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 <laughs> right. the odds of picking everyone correct. Right? But you can't just go out there and tweet four hundred decisions and say you got it yeah. right. <laughs> Number three hundred and forty two <laughs> nailed it. Yeah. Possibility. Um, Let's be real. Yeah. So yeah, I think right tackle is probably the biggest position of need, but if there's not one that we feel is the right fit for us. I think that Jordan Davis pick, if he falls that far too, um, we'll find out. But him, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Cerberus21, who asked the question. I'm back, everybody. All hail to Lesko and the Messiah Staley. I know we haven't always remained faithful as a fan base to the cause, but I'm willing to forgive everyone's sins if they simply pledge full undying loyalty to our Lord and Savior, Tommy Telesco. If we look into the Chargers Doctrine written over 50 years ago, it clearly states in Rivers 419. The San Diego Chargers will have accomplished the greatest of all feats when all three stars are aligned. If first, there must be a leader on the 
field on the field more humble and more talented than all the rest. Second, there must be a coach that is willing to risk it all in the most outlandish ways. And finally, the Chargers will return to the Angels when they have finally achieved to capture the victory of all victories. I never quite understood the last one until we moved. My only question to the holiness that be the Charger chat is, do you think these dirty pagans that call themselves a AFC West competitors have a chance to stop the Chargers from fulfilling their destiny. Normally, I'd brush them away like the worthless scoundrels they are, but it seems they just keep acquiring more and more to compensate for their lack of, well, let's just say a lack of depth. Good one. All right. I, I'm kind uh, to be <clears throat> just completely honest, I'm kind of annoyed. That the year we go all in, the AFC West is also all these other teams are really fighting. Like, hey, that's a good idea. We should do that, right? Like <laughs> it's just like every time we like get in a position like this, there's some curveball. So I'm yeah. I'm annoyed. I think we're going to be competing. I think the Raiders won't. I'm not as scared of their new wide receiver as most people are, just because mm. of his name. He's no longer like we said with Aaron Rodgers. So. Right. It's it's going to be the Broncos, Chiefs, and and Chargers, and you need to have the ball bounce your way. You need to get lucky. Absolutely, you know, it's like it's like Anthony said. We need to cash in some of those bad luck chips and have this right. be a good season for us. Right. But then even getting into the playoffs this year, the AFC is just a gauntlet. Yeah, every good player from the NFC has moved over to the AFC. It feels like mm-hmm. has there ever been like, three teams from one division that have gone to the playoffs? Like three AFC West teams? Yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. So maybe, yeah, just leave the Raiders at home. I think that's a good bet. I think yeah. that's a good bet. Yeah. yeah, for sure. All right. Well, if you're a betting person, folks, that's a bet Take to it. make. Um, yeah. I Honestly, like, I don't know. Call me shamelessly positive, but I'm just not worried. I feel like with the moves that we've made this offseason, the Chargers have made, I feel like that defense is going to be something completely different from what from anything that we've ever seen in the past. At least, I will say, at least on paper. It looks that way. And honestly, as long as, I mean, if we, if Khalil Mack and JC Jackson and Derwin James and Joey Bosa can play as well as we've seen them play, it's going to be completely different. And the offense, as far as it stands right now, is pretty much the same. So that should still put points on the board. And I'm just, I don't know. There's something about me that's really not stressed about it, but we'll find out once uh, opening day comes around. Time will tell. Time will tell. Cerberus21, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to not Will Brown. Certified, probably fresh. (laughs) That's the question. Hey, guys, I woke up in a cold sweat last night, imagining how the season could play out. Not trying to pre-doom the season, but in your scholarly opinions, what actually makes this season different? Hoo-ha! It seems (laughs) like the whole AFC West has experienced a rising tide effect. Why won't we just... Charger at the higher level this year. Would love an answer that can help me sleep. Jackson Mahomes is my sleep paralysis demon. (laughs) (laughs) Bolt up, down, and all around. Not Will Brown. Oh my God, I just picture you like stuck in bed and he's like dancing in the corner on the (laughs) TikTok. Sleep paralysis. (laughs) Oh, it's too funny. That is a visual. Um, it's, <laughs> honestly, it's Staley, dude. Like, Staley, that's what I was going to say. That's the difference maker here. That is the difference maker, man. You've, it, Staley and Herbert. Like, really, 
It, it's yeah. the leadership of this team. And I think though, and Derwin James, I mean, Derwin James leading, being the leader on the, on the defensive side, like those three guys, like, yes, we had them last year. I don't think last year was chargering at all. Like no. I, it didn't feel that way to me. Like that was just, it was a feel out year. It was the first, it was year. a feel was, out year. Yeah. And just so, the last game, how that ended, that was not a charger way to no, lose that game. Like he no. was coming back and he did his best. Like that we was, we came back. We weren't, we didn't let it slip through our fingers, which is no normal charger thing. No, we, we emptied the tank to the best of our ability and it didn't go our way, but guess what? We're going to have a bigger tank this year. So uh-huh. let's fucking roll. That's right. Good, Cause gas prices are skyrocketing. <laughs> We are paying for it. Tommy's been writing a lot of checks for that gas. <laughs> These analogies are fantastic. I love it. Um, so yeah, have, keep the faith, Will Brown. We're, or not Will Brown. Excuse me, you're not Will. Brown. Not, not Will Brown. Not Will Brown. Oh, not Will Brown. No. You just created a new silent D A new nemesis. You're gonna. You're like Batman. You're creating all these yeah. enemies. <laughs> I'm not doing it. On like the penguin. You already have the Joker. Jeeves is a Joker. Jeeves, <laughs> silent D, and this is not Will Brown. Not Will Brown. Thank you for asking the question. Good questions. luck with Jackson Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> and let's go out of Ask Bold Fam with Senior Snappy, who asked the question. If in your one dark day happened to, well, kill a man, not in cold blood, mind, uh, but let's say a man came uh, around one day and stole your favorite hunting hound, and it <laughs> made you mad, made you real mad. <laughs> Mad like the likes that hadn't been seen since old Lot left the Twin Cities of Saddam and Gomorrah flame and holy retribution. Mad like that. And you found the man that nicked your beloved hound, and he was looking up at the sky or cooking his supper or polishing his bean pole. And in that dark minute, the devil came over you, held you by the throat, raised your mighty arms, and lo, you done cold cocked that motherfucker across the back of this God-blessed melon. <laughs> then what, Wooldog? Would you come back to your homeland, explore your roots a bit, settle down with a lady who would never hear you tell your terrible deeds of yore, <laughs> saying the bolts want it all? Would you do it then? That was good. <laughs> I don't, that's a really creepy voice. That, that was so do. good. That was yeah, good. Yeah, that's really good. So you should put I, that on your reel. That was a I, good one. All right. Well, <laughs> I'll I'll do it. Um, all right. So if I understand this correctly, if a guy yeah, stole my dog <laughs> and I killed him, would I tell my soon-to-be wife that the bolts won it all? Um, <laughs> See. Uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know. No, no, wait, wait, wait. Is the question, would you come back to your homeland? Like, would you move back to San Diego, LA? Is that what That's the question. Is that it? Explore, yeah. Explore your roots a bit. Down settle down with a lady who never hurt. You're moving you killed a man in Idaho and you're on the run. You gotta <laughs> get back home. That's what it is. <laughs> I think is, that's what it is. Dude, this is good, Senior Snappy. This, yeah. we gotta, this is an onion we gotta peel back. Well, what would it take? I probably wouldn't be going by the wool dog anymore. I'd probably be going by Sam Smith or something like that. <laughs> not Will Brown. Not, not Will Brown. Smith. <laughs> um, yeah, why the f*** not? I'd be sure. <laughs> the Bolts won it all. you got a place and... to stay? Will yeah. you, will yeah, you, you, you harbor get... this fugitive? Senior <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you harbor this fugitive? <laughs> 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 Just killing motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I a promise. Scary we'll, wool dog. Just, yeah, as long as you don't, 
Spooky Kill my dog, dog, Senior Snappy. I think you've got nothing to worry about, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, Unless well, it's a spiral, and now you've just lost it. And, and then I'm just out of control, murder yeah, spree. Just like tales about me. Blood, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's got a taste for it now. <laughs> uh, oh boy. Good work. Netflix documentary. Here I come. Um, <laughs> all right. Senior Snappy, thank you for asking the question. And thank you all for asking questions and Ask Bolt fam. We appreciate it. It's what makes these episodes what they are. And uh, and and thank you to Kyle for, yeah. for sticking through this, buddy. I know this was tough, but uh, hey. Battling for us. We love having you on. Um, I, got a, I got a date with the porcelain throne right <laughs> when we're done here. All right. That's going to do it for us here at Charge Chat, folks. Don't forget to bolt up because we're ready for any squad, any place. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. <laughs> and now, a word from our sponsors. Everyone that knew Voldog knew he was, you know, a pretty happy guy. But uh, there was always something off. He loved that dog. He called it Wooldog Jr. It was a real nice dog, real happy. Well, one day that dog goes missing and no one knows why. <laughs> oh, he said, I'll kill whoever took Wooldog Jr. And, well, hoo-ha! We didn't think he really meant it. I tell you, one day he just went missing. He just, you know, fell off the face of the earth. Didn't answer his phone. Uh, didn't show up to work. Uh, no one knew what happened to Wooldog. And then one day he turns up. Uh, well, he, he's not Wooldog anymore. He says he's Senior Snappy. Senior Snapped. The Wooldog Story. Only on Netflix. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.